Back to Das Draft Movie House. Uh, das Movie Sugar- Draft House. Das Movie Draft House. Uh, we'll never get it right. Sugar Mark, Dirty Jeff. That's me. I'm Dirty Jeff. Back Haven't in showered years. in months. But it's shirt, COVID. Shirt, shirt off? Shirt on? No, nah, it's on right now. It's one of my favorites, so it's got holes in it. It's. Do you have a shirt that's just like your shirt and your wife's like, honey, Mark, look at these holes. This thing's disgusting. You need to get rid of this shirt. But you're I, like, I did, you don't understand. This is the most comfortable shirt there is. I had, I had a, uh, I do have shirts like that. Um, they might not be like to that level. Oh, but this one. Is. I, I did have a shirt that I had for probably a good fifteen years, and it got so bad that I made um, like car rags with or um oh well i can see yeah. through this one that's why but, it breathes uh, so well but who knows <laughs> you know i just turned my fan off so the shirt may come off uh later on if my body temperature creeps up sure so uh what <laughs> what did we watch this week oh man i i hold on my, my mic's hot all of a sudden so uh we watched american psycho uh, starring Christian Bale, uh, your main man Jared Leto, uh, directed. I, by- I don't You're- know. If you can- no, 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 no. He is in the movie for like all of five minutes. All right. But he's top build. He's one of the top. He build. is, and he is my main man. So you love him. I'll right? allow it. Uh, this movie's directed by Mary Heron. So I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, three out of our four movies were directed by women this month. Completely. Yeah. On accident. That's- yeah, that was uh, not mean, planned. For, well, who directed Clovich? Was that? Oh, hold on. I don't think that was a woman, but I don't know. No, it was directed by a man, Duncan Skiles. Yeah. So, uh, the, fortuitous. The, we uh, three the, out of three out of four. That's pretty good. This movie, uh, I'd seen it before. You hadn't seen it, right? This is my uh, first go around. Uh, how many times did you watch it? I only watched. I really, really, really wanted to watch it a second time, but I just got caught up watching a ton of other movies. Because, um, like this podcast is a movie podcast. There's other movie podcasts I listen to, and I like to watch the movie before right. the episode comes out. So I've been kind of binging other uh, movies and stuff. But I, I really needed to watch it a second time because of the ending. Um, but at well, the, and I can easily see myself watching this again, but I don't know how I feel about the movie. I, okay, no, I don't. That's fair. I don't know that I have an opinion formed, and perhaps over the next hour or so, that opinion will become clear to me. But at this point, I don't know. I mean, there's a well, lot she, to like. But. Uh, there, I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, so the 
the, I, I would hurt. almost call this. We talked about voices. There's a there's points where this is like a dark comedy, even. It, it is, but it's it's a dark commentary. I think it's a it's a it's a what what is the uh, I'm blanking on the term for it, but where it looks at someone's life, not a biography, but um, it looks at it, it's uh. it's it's a study of someone's. Of someone's life, and in, in this instance, there's a term for it, and I can't think of it. Um, a, fi- a fictional character, and it looks at the character study. Yeah, a, I guess. It, yeah, that's I, the term I, I've heard. Is it's a character study? It is, but it. Um, so the IMDb synopsis for this movie is a wealthy New York City investment banking executive, Patrick Bateman, Christian Bale, hides his alternate psychopathic ego from his co-workers and friends as he delves deeper into his violent hedonistic fantasies um that's a very convoluted uh and heady uh synopsis by imdb (laughs) there's uh, this movie is kind of like um hi uh I don't know. I don't know what this movie is. All right. So like... the, to, to me, the, to me, this movie is, um, it's about this guy, uh, Patrick Bateman, played by Christian Bale. And this is one of Christian Bale's, for, uh, the, the movie came out in the year 2000. Um, it, the movie takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that confused it, me too. Because they were talking at one point about the 90s. But then Ronald Reagan was on TV, right. and Ronald Reagan wasn't president in the '90s. And so, in the the movie is based on the book. Um, is it by the same same name? I uh, I I'm not certain. I can find that out real quick. I think I think it is. Uh, it is uh, book of the same same title by Brett Easton Ellis that uh, came out in the '90s, and um, it's essentially a uh, Patrick Bateman is pretty much the world's biggest asshole. Um, but he's also playing a pretender. He is a, he yeah. is, pre- he is, he is pretending for most of the movie. Um, and, it, and, and he hams it up, right? So yeah. you could look at pieces of Christian Bale's performance and be like, that's bad acting because there's so many scenes where he's just over the top. But what you're seeing isn't Christian Bale overacting, but you're seeing the character of Patrick Bateman Playing trying Paul to Allen. act normal. Right. So um, very early on in the movie, he uh, <laughs> he assumes this identity of Paul Allen. and um, Does he, though? You know, so Paul well, Allen I mean, he, is... He, he plays the part. Kind of like so. Paul Allen is what's his name? Uh, Jared, Jared Leto. Leto, right? Yes, yeah. And so um, early on in the movie, um, Patrick Bateman kills Jared Leto. Oh, um, oh there's a whole lot we're skipping. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right. Now, so, I don't, I'm not trying to say we go scene for scene, but no, there is something we can't. We can't with this movie, right? But we got to talk about the business cards. Okay, absolutely. So, but the the opening of this movie is Patrick Bateman working out in his underwear. And there's very little left to the imagination here. You can see the circumference of Christian Bale's balls in this movie. 
even though they're covered, they're there for you to take in. And it's almost like he's working out and doing yoga in a way to display everything. Well, he's a very superficial character. Um, he's he, he's more concerned about his looks than who he is as a person. And yes, and he talks about all the stuff he puts on his face, and he does a yeah. mask, and he works yeah. out so many days, and he only eats so many things. And uh, so his, his self-worth is wrapped up in how he looks, how he's perceived. And then we get to this point with the business cards, and you can find the scene on YouTube uh, where they're... Patrick Raven's like, I want to show everybody my business card and all these. And he's not the only shallow person. Everybody in this movie, that's an exaggeration. But his counterparts, his peers are all just as shallow. They all almost like a dick measuring contest. They whip out their business cards and compare them. New card. What do you think? Whoa. Very nice. Look at that. Picked them up from the printers yesterday. Good coloring. That's bone. And the lettering is something called Cillian Rail. It's very cool, Bateman, but that's nothing. Look at this. That is really nice. Eggshell with Romalian type. What do you think? Nice. Jesus. <laughs> that is really super. How do nitwit like you get so tasteful? I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. But wait, you ain't seen nothing yet. Raised lettering, pale nimbus, white. Impressive, very nice. Mm. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Subtle off-white coloring. The tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. Something wrong? Patrick? You're sweating. And yeah, uh, his and and they're the uh, the the other investment bankers in the firm. One of and which is uh, Mr. Allen. What's his name? Josh Allen? Joel Allen? Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Paul Allen. Allen. Paul Allen. Thank you. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm thinking of like football players. And... <laughs> Paul Paul Allen played by Jared Leto. Uh, Josh Lucas uh, plays another another investment banker. Justin yeah. Thoreau. Um, I have to look so, at some of these names because one of them is just so good at being a dirtbag. Um, I think you're thinking of Justin Thoreau. Um, but uh, the... These guys, they're they're constantly in the dick measuring contest. Um, they're constantly trying to one up each other. And in a in a in a bit that's played across the movie, is they try to one up each other with their business cards. I'm talking and, about Josh Lucas, but he's just got such a punchable face. Um, but go ahead. <laughs> so. Um, so in and throughout the movie, there's I want to say either th three or four scenes where these these guys get together at a restaurant and they're constantly going, "Oh hey, did you see my new business card?" And they show the business card. Now, did you catch Jeff the uh, um, every time they showed the business card, 
the word acquisition was incorrectly spelled. No, um, what is that about? I don't know. I looked it up. Okay. I even looked. I even looked it up, and I, because I, I, the thinking that my thinking was that it's got it's got to be there's got to be a reason behind that. It's because each person's business card. It had the name, their uh, the the investment banking name, and it was something something acquisitions. And every time they showed it, and they showed it, Chris, um, uh, Patrick Bateman's card, and uh, Josh Lucas's character had a card, and uh, the um, the gay guy, uh, I think he's played by Matt Ross, um, had a had a card. He's had gold embossing. Right. So what's funny about these cards? is it almost seems like that's the motive. That's what tips Patrick Bateman over the edge to kill Paul Allen. Yeah. Is Paul Allen by far out of everyone at the table has the best business card. And then um you're mentioning the character of Lewis? Is it Lewis? Uh um, The gate the 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 guy that approaches him in the bathroom? Yeah. Um Yeah, it's Lewis. Lewis so Kirk Lewis Brothers. Later on in the movie, shows everyone his super fancy golden boss ones, and Patrick Bateman goes to the bathroom to kill him. Now he doesn't, um, because uh, Lewis interprets this as a sexual advance, yeah. which throws Patrick Bateman off, and he leaves. Uh, well, let, let's rewind for a minute. Okay. Um, so you, you're talking about so I, when I looked up the business card acquisition because it was spelled A Q. Um, it wasn't spelled A C Q, um, or however acquisitions is spelled. There's See, a C in there. I had a question missing. about that because you're talking about how acquisitions is spelled. Yeah, and I'm wondering if Mark, no, Swedo I... Mark knows how acquisitions is spelled. I know there's a C in acquisitions, and the business card scenes were missing the C in acquisitions. So I looked okay. it up, and I couldn't find... Other people had noticed it, too, but I couldn't find a reason behind it. Um, and I'm hoping it, it there is a reason, and it's just, like, buried in a director's brain somewhere. But um, I'm, I'm hoping it's not an oversight. I, that well, would... I, I'm wondering... So here's where I would interpret that. All of these characters are so self-absorbed in the, the details of the quality of the card stock and the way their name looks, that they never once think yeah. to check if acquisitions is spelled right. correctly. I, that, yeah. That's the only way I could interpret it. Well, that, and that, that crossed my mind, too, is because that would be a very um, this-movie thing to do, is because everybody is so self-absorbed in this movie. Um, but, so, I think you're right in... in um, you know, Bateman goes to dinner with uh, Jared Leto's character, Paul Allen, and uh, Bateman now, invites him. So huh? he, so the the uh, Paul Allen at a Christmas party or something where uh, so Reese Witherspoon and uh, uh, Patrick Bateman are dating. Yes, but oh, well, they're engaged. Okay, they're at this party. She really doesn't play that much into the story. Uh, but they're at this party, and Paul Allen mistakes them for another one of their counterparts at the the firm they work at. Right. And I don't remember the character he's mistaken for, but instead of correcting him... Uh, he, he goes along with it. He goes along with it and assumes that character. So when Jared Leto's out with 
Patrick Bateman, he really thinks he's out with another co-worker. Right. And so they go back to Bateman's apartment, um, you know, later on. And, uh, you know, and this, this scene, it's it's a great scene. Uh, the, the entire scene with uh, Jared Leto's character in their apartment, um, you know, uh, Christian Bale is... Uh, hamming it he and this is a complete ham up of a scene way over the top but it but it works it works because because the every bit of dialogue that christian bale has it's he's he's very charismatic it's it's like one of the few times in the movie that he is openly charismatic and um, and so you're drawn to his character as he's talking about huey lewis in the news and um, you know, and given kind of a, a history rundown of, of 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 the band and and all this, and you know, as he's putting on a uh, a rain smock, and uh, and he's grabbing the axe, um, and there's newspaper on the floor around Jared Leto, which Jared I didn't Leto... understand is because like wouldn't the blood just soak through the newspaper? I don't. I, I I've never it. murdered anyone, Mark. Well. This is not the time to confess that, but um, I just I don't think that would work in a realistic aspect. But that that was just my well, get at us on Twitter. Let us know. (laughs) It was my analytical brain telling me that probably wouldn't work. Um, What I don't understand, as this superficial character, why he wouldn't cover his furniture. He's got hard floors in this room. Yeah, but I guess maybe he doesn't want the blood to get down in the grout. You know, I don't know. Well, and it's a very, it's a very uh, not bright but white. Um, yeah, it's room. Um, man, what is the, the, the term? Co- the cup, the color contrast in this movie is very uh, clinical. Um, like, yes, yeah, it's just whites and grays. Um, it, so in this scene, like you said, he's talking about uh, Huey Lewis and the news, and he's like, they're a big hit was hip to be square and he's just yeah. over like he even and he's, and he's dancing and he's <laughs> did you see how he walks and he like dances <laughs> to grab the axe it's so much <laughs> but but let me ask you this so did you and i'm sure you've seen numerous christian bale movies he's a good he's he's a fantastic actor so um did that did that take you out of the scene by him oh, uh, playing over the top i don't know because i was laughing because it was right. funny to me. Yeah, it's um, the the dialogue and how he's delivering the dialogue, and um, it's just so hammed up. And I don't like Jared Leto, and I know he's about to get murdered, so <laughs> I'm feeling good about that. So that dude gets such a bad rap. I don't. I don't understand. It's why. his own fault. All right, he mailed Margot Robbie dead rats. So <laughs> it's his own fault. He's an idiot. Um, and then he he. Acts as Jared Leto gets blood all over himself in his raincoat, um, and then and we t- don't we, and we don't see we don't see him dispose of uh, you know uh, Paul Allen's body. Um, it, the after right after he kills him, it transitions to another scene, um, and so that scene sets the tone for pretty much the entire movie. Um, it, it yeah, happens, and you probably very seen. At least bits and pieces or references to this scene. It is 
uh, the scene in the movie. It's the yeah, centerpiece it's the, of the of yeah. the whole movie. Um, he so uh, Patrick Bateman then shows up to work uh, the next day, I guess, and his secretary and and the dude is an asshole. He he's an asshole to everybody, including his secretary. He's like, hey. I need you to wear a skirt and yeah. high heels. Right. You, yeah. He's <laughs> he's the worst. He is. And he is. And, and um, you know, he he's delivering all of this, like, critique and criticism. And it's and it's just very it's very cynical criticism. It's um, it's pointed. It's not constructive anyway. But he's just an asshole. Well, and he, so, so I think he's got narcissistic personality disorder. Right. Which is yeah, typical but... in serial killers, but this guy is a full-blown narcissist. And I think we, I, I mean, by this point in the movie where after he's killed Paul Allen, it's been established that he may have either hearing voices or have multiple personalities. What's something? I didn't um, get that at all. Well, no, because at different points in the movie, he'll say something and the character that he's either saying it to or saying it at won't hear him and they'll go oh what was that and he'll he'll say something completely different like they didn't hear what he said uh-huh. um like when he was in the he was in the bar um early on ordering drinks and uh he tells the bartender oh you dumb bitch i'll kill you and yes i caught that and she never reacted right and, and i'm like i just thought maybe she's used to working with these corporate assholes <laughs> and like you know Patrick and, Bateman has been at the there before, and she's used to these murderous threats. Well, I think that's that's the ambiguity, 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 ambiguity. There you go. Uh, <laughs> of of B- Bateman's mental state, uh, because the the film never answers that question. It never answers. Well, the question. and it doesn't pose the question in my opinion, as a first watch through to the very end of the movie. Right. That, so, I don't want to jump ahead. Okay, but it's well, also my let's... main critique of the film. So, he goes, one of, and, and one of the lines, and the funniest line in this movie, is he goes to Paul Allen's apartment to clean up. He basically wants it to make like, look like Paul Allen went to London. Right. And he goes into his apartment and he says, I walk into his apartment and I'm immediately uh, shocked by what I see. He's like, Paul's apartment oversees the park, which must mean he has a more expensive apartment than me. Like, it's awesome. It's perfectly suited to like, he's not worried about being caught, but he's like, God, this dude has a better apartment than me. Well, and, and that, that, that theme runs throughout the entire movie as well is because, you know, he goes to take out um, the uh, the other guy's wife or whatever. The, the, the chick that he's having an affair with. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, uh, I, I don't know who she's played by or what her character's name is. but uh, She is played by Samantha Mathis. Her character's name is Courtney Rawlinson. Uh, okay, yeah. So, um, you know, he attempts to... He's like, hey, where do you want to go to eat? And 
um she's like oh this restaurant and he was like oh and it's a it's a very popular fancy restaurant and so Dude, he calls he calls played the, that actress yeah played the wife and clove hitch killer oh really yes <laughs> well how well, small of a world that. we weave huh? Who knew? But I also know her from where I recognize her the most from is she was in the Mario Brothers movie. She played Princess Peach, or she oh, probably really? had another name or Daisy. They called she was Daisy in that movie. She was a very big uh, '90s actress. Yeah. Um, so the so he um but she this the her character also has a drug addiction problem, and so as he, opposed to a drug addiction solution. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, um, <laughs> she has a drug problem. How about that? And he he gets her high. He he feeds her a bunch of a bunch of pills. I think she's on like oxy or uh, some sort of painkiller. Hey, shirt's and... coming off. <laughs> we'll run with that bit for as long as it as long as it takes. Okay, um, continue. <laughs> And uh, so he gets her. He gets her real high, but it turns out he couldn't get a reservation at this restaurant, at the, the fancy restaurant that she wanted to go to. So he takes her to some lesser restaurant. I calls and, it and, that it's the same and, place and calls it as the place that she wanted to go because everything is a status. Everything in the movie is status. And you find um, out that Jared Leto is able to get. Oh yeah! Whenever he calls, whenever he calls at this fancy yeah. restaurant, which is another yes. reason to get murdered. <laughs> I, you know, I have that effect at um, Olive Garden. Uh, anytime You're murdering I call, people. No, no. Anytime I call, anytime you I show up, you see the Olive I'm, Garden. I'm straight, straight to the booth, my my guy. Straight oh. to the booth. Listen, I got it so good at McDonald's. I don't even need to get out of my car. <laughs> So, so the uh, the entire movie, everything's about status. Everything's about one upping someone. Everything's about you know, oh, this guy has a bigger apartment. Oh, you know, um, he he ends up you know uh, hiring a uh, a prostitute and a what would you call him escort escort. A- so, but well, basically two sex workers, one of which that he picks up on the street, and then another one that he books through. Um, I don't want to say reputable, but a more high-end sex worker. Right. Someone who costs a little more money. You know, and and so this... the One's Eileen Warnos, and the other one is Pretty Woman. (laughs) That's the best way I can put it. You know, we're we're tying in all these movies together. You know, that's what I love about this podcast. (laughs) You know, we're just, we're just connected. It's a, it's a, it's a universe and we're just connecting, connecting everything. But, um, so, uh, after he kills Paul Allen, he kills a homeless guy, kills the homeless guy's dog, which Um, is really where I get upset. Are you ever like me where you're affected more? By animal abuse in movies. Not that this is real animal abuse. Like, no animal was probably hurt. But, like, uh, you've seen Kickboxer. Yeah. I hope you've seen it. I mean, it's a Van Damme film. Greatest actor of our time. He, (laughs) in that movie, his brother gets paralyzed. And I'm like, yeah, well, that happens. 
But then right. his dog gets hit by an arrow later on, and I'm like, no! <laughs> so that's how I felt in this scene. <laughs> right, and so he... Um... So he's 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 kind of off of his off his rocker by this point. He is he's was complete... he ever on it. Well, that's no. the that's the question he the had movie his balls poses. Out and doing squats, no, right? But no, like that that's that's him pretending. He he's a nobody, bro. He this dude's a nobody. Oh, he's so we should establish. But basically, he's in his role because of nepotism. So yes. the reason he's rich is because his dad or his uncle or somebody in his family's rich. Because anytime you see him in the office, he is not doing any work. He he's mostly drawing. That's yeah. Uh, he's drawing. He's, he's like he's doodling in a notebook on his phone, booking a like. And the appointments he books are all personal. You know, he's just he doesn't do anything. He's just inherited wealth. But he but he's he's attempting to play a. Uh, a person who it matters more um, than people think he does, and so the entire movie he's he's a nobody, and he's playing, and so and that's that come that's the superficial part of his character and everything his character does, like when he's having sex with the uh, the the two um, sex workers. You know, he's uh, more interested in how he looks in the mirror, and he's Dude, flexing, right? And, and so, like he's. He's not even looking at the women. He's looking in the. He's almost having sex with himself. Yeah. Because he's looking in the mirror and he's looking at his guns and he's like, yeah. You know the um, the, the the best uh, the best di- the best dialogue in the entire movie is in that scene uh, early on where uh, he tells the one the one sex worker to dance and the other ones on the bed getting naked or whatever. Oh my god. And he tells you to bend over and (laughs) he goes, he goes, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to look at her asshole and I want you to eat it. (laughs) That's the line. (laughs) It's, but it's delivered so great. (laughs) Christy, get down on your knees so Sabrina can see your asshole. Phil Collins' solo career seems to be more commercial and therefore more satisfying in a narrower way. Especially songs like In the Air Tonight and uh, Against All Odds. Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. <laughs> and I believe the line is, don't look at it, eat oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, how Christian Bale didn't win an Oscar for this role, I have no idea. Um, he, the dude is having all of the fun. Um, it's amazing. It's every 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 scene, you you are drawn to him. He's playing. He's playing a dude. Playing a dude. Um, oh, like <laughs> what's the uh, Robert Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Downey. He's the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> right, but in this movie. It's all, you know, metaphorical and uh, figuratively speaking. Okay, let's go ahead and spoil this real quick because I can't take it anymore. The end of this, so we'll zip through some of it because he kills some more people. Oh, all right. So we won't jump ahead too much, I guess. So after (laughs) he's done sleeping with these sex workers, they 
say they're getting ready to go. He's like, I'm not done with you yet. And he pulls out like torture tools. Oh yeah. And then he pays them and they leave. But one of them has a bloody nose and the other one leaves. You don't even see her face. Well, you find out later that she went to the hospital for her injuries. Right. And so then, he's using, he's using sex with these prostitutes to get his, you know, aggr- I guess aggression out. His violent tendencies out. Yeah. Of, yeah. Right. I, so then like, what? what happens then? I mean, <laughs> he, uh, he, no, we got to mention that. Um, so at this point, uh, Willem Dafoe's character yes. shows up as as a, uh, which was weird, but he shows up as a family hired private detective, but he's a detective with the police department, but he was hired by the family to investigate where Paul Allen went. He's got a side gig, man. Is that <laughs> is that a conflict of interest? As a someone little... in law enforcement, could I hire a detective in his off hours to be a private detective? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a, a a bit you know crossing the line, but hey, we're dealing with people in the eighties, uh, right? It does it, it doesn't. And they have these gigantic cell phones, yes, which are just amazing. <laughs> they're do they're doing cocaine in the bathroom. It's it's very much the eighties. All right, um, so so Willem Dafoe goes to interview uh, Patrick Bateman and ask him, hey. You know, when was the last time you saw Paul Allen and this and that? And Patrick Bateman tells him, oh, well, you know, I did see him at the Christmas party, but, you know, he was so wrapped up in everybody else that I just said, hey, and, you know, what about my business? And so, um, so Willem Dafoe lets on that he, he know or he, he tells Bateman that he, he may know more than he's letting on, um. And so he's like, hey, he's like, hey, I'll give you a couple days to think about it, and then we'll go get lunch, and then maybe you'll remember some things. Um, and so now that starts Bateman, Patrick Bateman's, you know, kind of, oh my god, the cops are after me. Uh, you know, what do I do? And I know, uh, murder some more. Right. <laughs> so he goes and murders more people. And so at this point in the film. His secretary, who's played by um, Chloe Savesky, yep, that's her. Savaney, Chloe, (laughs) Chloe Savaney, who she's she's a very well known actress. Uh huh. Um, Yeah, clearly. Wait, you you don't think so? Well, you can't even say her name. Very well, well just known. because I can't pronounce it's very well established. Well, no, 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 I don't no, know how no, to no, pronounce no, no. things. Oh, that is true. You got me on there, point counterpoint. Uh, but no, I, I would you say very well known? Christian Bell is very well known. Willem Dafoe is very well known. Reese Witherspoon is very well known. I don't think a lot of people could pick this character out. Uh, so, um, here's a fun fact for you. Chloe Savigny. I'm going to say Savini is how I would pronounce that. (laughs) Chloe Savini um, has been nominated for more for more Academy Awards than Reese Witherspoon. Um, Okay, so but if you go, yes, I I understand what you're saying. One is a household name, and the other one has won Oscar or been nominated for Oscars. Yes, yes. But anyways, so. she plays Jean, uh, Patrick Bateman's secretary, and she is pretty much the only morally straight character in the film. Um, 
she's the only one with a conscience. She's the only one that has any sense of right and wrong and and any of this. And no, she's very genuine. Defoe? No, we already established. He's 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 getting side gigs as his main gig, all right? Okay, all that, right. That dude, he's he done crossed the line already. Uh, <laughs> but so, yes, she is uh, she's, she's the only genuine sweet, character in the nice. movie. I would say that she works for a maniac and uh, while this doesn't reflect on her character, um, she should have the self-esteem to say, you know what, I don't need this job. The sociopath can shove it. But he's a good looking guy and, and she he has, works she, out with his she, balls out and he's in his underwear <laughs> Ninety percent of the time, and she's she's um she's attracted to Bateman, and even even all of his asshole tendencies, she's she's still attracted to him, and he recognizes this, and he sees an opportunity to oh hey maybe I can maybe this is an easy person I can kill, and um, he invites her back to his apartment, and they once again start talking about music, um, and he. At one point in the in the apartment that she's in with him, uh, he goes up behind her. She's sitting on the couch, and he puts like uh, it's a, a nail gun, a nail gun to her head. Um, and I don't know how people in the '80s or even uh, in the 2000s um, realized how nail guns work. Um, but there was nothing attached to this nail gun. There was no compression, com- you know, air hose or anything. Um, Didn't know so, that. Yeah, no, it. it that's my analytical brain coming it's, uh, in again. It's Nail Gun Corner with Mark, our new segment. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, so he he doesn't end up killing her, and and I think that's that shows a you know a small glimpse of Patrick Bateman, the 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 real person. He's you know he he's starting to view this this woman as oh hey i might i might like this this chick like she likes me um so maybe i won't kill her and uh so then he he invites the the prostitutes back to his apartment uh in a, in a later scene and he now, then tries to kill did, them so no well one of them he he gets the 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 sex worker that he met on the street to come back this is where she says, well, last time I had to go to the hospital, he's like, it won't be like that. And he offers her a load of money. And then the other person they meet is like a friend or someone he's familiar with. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're, uh, you're I, right. I can't remember their exact relationship, um, but they're going to have a three-way. Yeah. And we get going on this three-way, and he starts stabbing this person he has a personal relationship with while they're having intercourse. And then the sex worker runs off, and we got one of the most stupid things I've ever seen. Now, why? I'll tell you why. Do tell. I I will, Mark. Back in probably about the time this movie hit cinemas, I had cut my arm with a chainsaw. We were trimming trees, and I cut my arm with a chainsaw. Wait, do you do you only have one arm? No, I have two oh. arms. And they're I both real. It didn't get amputated. I didn't cut oh, it okay. off. But I do have a sizable <laughs> scar on my left arm uh, from this injury. And since then, I can't handle chainsaws. I, I tried to do it one time, and I started shaking. I said, nope, this yeah. is not for me anymore. 
Sure. Well, apparently Christian Bale has never cut himself with a chainsaw because this idiot is running through the halls, chasing the sex worker down with a chainsaw, ass naked, wearing just his sneakers. Yep. And I wish they would have added... And they're like snow boots, aren't they? No, they they look like just white basketball shoes. I was hoping they would have the squeaking sound in that you hear during an NBA game (laughs) as he's... (laughs) I just think that would have added a lot of tension to the scene. She runs down stairs, like the spiral of stairs, and this guy somehow hangs the chainsaw over the edge and times it and aims it where he releases it and it drops on her and kills her. Yeah. Now, in the same way that you know how nail guns work, I've already shown that I have had a history with chainsaws. That, the way it's portrayed, would not kill someone. It wouldn't just dig into them because as soon as you let off of a right, chainsaw's the, trigger, the chain stops. this chain stops. Right. There's a safety on it. So, yeah. at best... He could give her a concussion or some sort of blunt force trauma, but anyway, that's that scene. <laughs> I mean, I mean the scene is the scene is comical. Um, the scene's also done in a way that I think it kind of pays homage to old, um, you know, 60s, 70s horror films where uh, the chain, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you know Leatherface is chasing somebody, and yeah, um, but Leatherface didn't have his butt cheeks out. Been a better, it would have been a better movie if it, if he did. Just, just gonna put that out there. Okay, I I don't know how to argue with that. I mean, I mean Hollywood should make that movie. They did. Uh, it's called American Psycho. <laughs> so he he right he so he ends up killing these these two women, um, and that prog- that very quickly progresses his psychosis into uh complete paranoia and um you know he he then ends up like in the next couple scenes killing a couple police officers um killing uh just random people on the street he just goes on a spree like he's at the atm and it I was it a rabbit or a cat or a squirrel? No, it was a cat. It was a, a cat. cat. It's like the ATM says, "Feed me the cat." And right, so which he picks I up the cat and he tries to feed it into the ATM. What? And some old lady tries to stop him and he kills her. So, um, the but I think that that scene in particular, the the ATM scene, shows that dude is mentally unwell. He, yes. I mean, obviously, but. Um, you know, but he's, it's more than just being a serial killer. He's right. He is, actually he is got the, bigger, ment- not bigger, <laughs> other issues as well. There's something phys- like mentally wrong in his brain, and so he he then runs and he 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 finds a, a or he goes back to his apartment, right? Yeah. Or Paul Allen's apartment. I don't I don't remember. Um, it gets confusing. He he goes and he finds a phone in an apartment. No, he and, goes back to his office. Oh, that's, that's right. his yes. office. Yeah. Yes. And he calls up his uh, his attorney, and he proceed and he gets the attorney's voicemail or answering machine. We should make it's probably well, that's yeah, not voicemail. Yeah, one of them big ass cell phones. It could have been yeah. voicemail. <laughs> it was very clearly answering machine, but 
he leaves them this long message about I just killed all these people and I don't know what's wrong with me. Killed um, Paul he, Allen and Yeah, and he, he admits to everything and um what he falls asleep in the in the in the office, I think. I think that's what happens. I think he, he he passes out in the office or something. He wakes up the next morning and, um, you know, he, he goes and finds homies for lunch, basically. Yeah, and, and his and his attorney is at lunch. You're right. Um, and he 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 goes up to the attorney, and he's like, he's like, hey, did you get my message? And the attorney is like, yeah, man. He's like, what the heck? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, that was wild. And, that was a good joke, almost. Like, ah, you got right. me. Right, and he, you know, he he just writes it off as this, you know, hey, you just, you had too much to drink or something, and, um, and Christian Bale's character is like, no, one hundred percent, I I I I killed all these people, and, um, the the attorney just completely disregards him. Um, he he kind of gets offended and upset, and he's like, hey, we're just not going to talk about this anymore. Um, and he, he talks about Paul Allen and, uh, the attorney's like, Oh, what do you, what do you talk about? Paul's been in London or whatever. And, and he, he leaves it at that and he walks away. Well, he says, and, he doesn't even just say he's been in London. I had lunch with him twice in London last week. Yes. Um, and so, you know, and so you can, in, in the, in that particular scene, you can, you can tell by Christian Bale's, you know, uh, facial expressions and his panic in his voice that, you know, he's quickly realizing that he is not okay. <laughs> and, uh, and his entire, you know, he doesn't know what to make of his, of his entire world that's around him. And, um, so, and there was a scene with Willem Dafoe at the end. And I don't remember what, what Dafoe said to him. Let me pull it up. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Defoe said to said something about, "Oh yeah, no, no worries. We we Paul Allen's, you know, back or whatever. I, something like that." Um, so before, I think he sees. Does he see Defoe before the attorney? Yeah. Um, mm, no, because this is where, like, his secretary finds the book of all his drawings of the murders. Oh, right. That's kind of where it, that's kind of where the movie ends. That is where the movie ends. Is, yeah. I don't remember the conversation that he has with the foe, but he goes to clean up what he thought was Josh Allen's apartment, and there's no one in there. Paul Allen. St- Josh Allen, Paul Allen, Ray Allen. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> Ray Allen, greatest shooter in the history of NBA. Now, Josh Allen, greatest Jaguars defensive end of all time. There you go. So, um. And the movie ends. And one thing in this scene, this last scene, all his boys are at a table and on the news is Ronald Reagan. And I'm just realizing why that's important is because there's nothing on the news about some lunatic going crazy and shooting people in the street the night before. Right. So now we're under the impression that he didn't kill anyone. He's definitely out of his mind. Yes. But he didn't kill Josh Allen. Did he kill the sex workers? Did, like I don't know. Well, no. So, but like, all right. So we missed the scene where he goes back to his apartment and is a or whatever whatever apartment, and the apartment's up for sale, and it's yeah. being it's being shown by a realtor, and he's like looking because he had people hanging up in a closet dead, and he's like frantically looking in this apartment. He's like, what the hell's going on? 
where where are all the dead bodies and um and the the he goes the realtor comes up to him and you know he's like he's like hey he goes this is this is my apartment and she's like no it's not this apartment's for sale and and she's like you gotta go and you can't come back and um and so that that further lends credence that this man is completely out of his mind and that none of this stuff that throughout the entire movie ever happened in my opinion <laughs> I mean I mean what do you think so uh, uh, yeah I don't think a lot of the all the serial killer stuff happened I think the the stuff with the cards happened I sure. think he really had his secretary in his home and he chose not to kill her. I think he really went into the bathroom with Lewis and didn't kill him. So uh, I don't know that he killed anyone at all. Now, right. I, I don't think he did either. I, I think, I think, I think all of the, all of this in, in the scenes where he chose not to kill were the, were, were, were that was his psyche. You know, that was him battling the, the choice of oh do I do I really want to kill somebody? Um, if if he killed anybody, it was uh, throughout the entire movie. It was the homeless guy, um, right? And, and, and maybe probably that's it. the sex worker, maybe. Yeah, but I, I ultimately I don't think any of that ever happened. I think that was just his. Well, I definitely him, don't think it, he dropped a chainsaw on her. That was just too fortuitous to to be able to <laughs> aim a chainsaw. So I think he just dreamt that. Wait, but like I don't, I don't think you can say he dreamt it. I just think you know he's well, just so out of his mind that he, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, I, and and so it's 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 one of these, it's one of these movies that you know it's kind of like Inception, where at the end of the Inception you see the top spinning, and um, you know you, the it's it's left up to the viewer to decide did this happen, uh, um, and and I think that's a I thought the movie told a good story and it yeah. was elevated it, it was elevated by christian bale um Absolutely. any other actor and i i thought i thought i wouldn't um, say any other actor but no no i i think he channeled some other actors when he was playing the different roles in the movie like in in some of the um some of the dialogue he comes across as a early keanu reeves um whoa <laughs> and and like, and so some some of those scenes where like he's at the at the having dinner with his uh, fiance or having uh, lunch with the boys, you know, some of the dialogue in that in those scenes made me think a lot of Keanu Reeves in early '90s movies. And then there was um, who else? I, somebody else that stuck out to me. Um, was it Keanu Reeves again? No, it wasn't Keanu. Reeves. Whoa. Um, Damn, I don't know. I, I it, it slipped my mind, but I think he was purposely channeling other actors, uh, and with the different roles he was playing throughout the movie, um, it's because he takes on a different kind of like a, a cadence behind his uh, scene delivery through um, in different scenes, like in the the Jared Leto scene. You know his. His dialogue delivery is very vastly different than any other any other point in the movie. Yeah, he's way over the top, and then when he's on his own, he's very stoic and cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and you know, and and Christian Bale is a um, he's a he's a British man, and so um, I th- maybe some of that had to do with him not being a very well established actor in Hollywood at this moment, this particular particular time. Um, he had been in some other things before this, but this put him like on the scene in Hollywood. This was his breakout role, and um, so I think some maybe some of the the dialogue he had in the movie was him maybe trying uh, maybe a little too hard to have a American um, accent. No, it, his American accent usually sounds like, "Where are the drugs going? Where are the drugs?" Something like that. <laughs> anyway, anyways, um, this this movie reminded me a lot of a uh, of of a Nolan film. It's not a Nolan film, obviously, but um, it reminded me of a Nolan film and how um, you know, uh, like uh, Nolan's early 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 stuff, uh, Memento and mm, good movie, Insomnia and all this other eh, stuff. Not so good. But um, so y- you didn't like it, or you did. I don't know, Mark. I don't know. I I was entertained throughout the whole movie. Okay, Great. so right off the bat, that's a thumbs up, right? I'm not bored out of my mind. It's crazy entertaining. I will say, similar to Clovehitch, the ending kind of took the air out of things a bit. It felt... Now, in hindsight, talking about it again, I can see hints and clues of where we're going and heading towards this ending. But at the time I'm like, what? I just found it unsatisfying. And I, you mentioned it, leave it up to the audience. And sometimes that works for me while I can't think of a movie right now where that's the case. Uh, but more often than not, I come away feeling like you didn't know how to write your ending. So you left it up to me to do. Um, and well, I kind of, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, this movie is vastly, better than Clovich. Um, undeniably so <laughs> undeniably so but I, I i do understand where you where uh somebody watching this for the first time would be like what the fuck now um, this is a gorgeous movie though it looks yeah. great and uh, christian bale's amazing he, he eats scenery uh it, no matter what scene he's in he's charismatic i know you say his charisma is more muted in other scenes, but maybe charisma is not the word, but he's captivating when he's being stoic, when he's alone in his apartment and he's looking deadpan and he's the symbolism of him taking the mask off of, uh, you know, while looking in the mirror is very engaging. The movie's highly engaging. I think it might be one of those movies that grows on me. Like I might go back to it and be like, Oh, Okay, yeah. So one of my favorite movies is Spinal Tap. I love Spinal Tap. But I, the first time I saw it, I'm like, I thought it'd be funnier. But then when I watch it again, I'm like, this is great. And then every time I watch it, it gets better. So I could see that being this movie for me. But right now, how I feel right now is just kind of in between. But I would say if I'm going to say recommend or don't recommend, I would say recommend. I recommend this. Yeah, it's... It, everything you said, um, it to me this is it was shot in a way that makes it look like it was shot in the eighties. Um, 
this it, the, through and through this movie is an 80s movie that was just shot at the the early uh 21st century um or late 20th century and uh it's just it is ha- it has all of that feel to it um and the the lady that directed this she hasn't she doesn't have that many film credits to her under her under her belt and this was one of her first and only feature-length film and so you know Movies that come around like this, uh, this is a, uh, I wouldn't even call it a cult classic. I'd call it a classic um, just simply because I think everybody other than you before this week had seen it and had thoughts on it and enjoyed it, it just for different aspects. But it, it is a very unique uh, study of somebody suffering from severe mental illness and yeah. Um, I think in Christian Bale is phenomenal in it. Um, he and I think it's worth watching for that. I mean, yes, some people might 100%. have trouble stomaching some of the more gory and uh, upsetting parts. Um, yeah, I mean, and some, I am going to some... watch it again, but it's like I said, right now I'm just like I don't know because we just came off of Voices and Monster, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, and turned off the movie being like, ah, wow, that was good. And I turned this movie off being like, why did they have to end it like this? Like, I just, like I said, when you have those ambiguous endings, it's harder to make it work for me because I assume you couldn't think of a real ending. Um, And writing endings are hard and writing great endings are hard. And when you can't come up with one, if you just, well, we'll just end the movie. That's kind of how I feel um, with this. It just felt like, here's this twist. Okay. Thanks, M. Knight. <laughs> all right. So, wh- all right. So, we're going to wrap up these uh, the, the June theme with this. What was your favorite June movie? I'm going to say Voices because I was completely surprised by it. Um, I love the tone. I love the the acting and the humor, and I love the visuals. And I, I really just enjoyed that movie, and it was out of left field. Like, I knew Monster was going to be good. Right. I, I didn't know that the Voices was going to be good and also have a lot of heart. Uh, which is what I liked about it. So I would say the voices is my favorite of the four. Yeah, um, I, I'll agree with that. Just simply, be, I th- ultimately, I, I do think um, American Psycho is the best movie we watched. I would but, argue Monster, but okay, uh, okay, it's, okay. yeah. All I right, mean, so, there's things about American Psycho. American Psycho is a unique look and it has a unique feel to it, and I get that right and. There isn't anything else quite like it. So I get that. I can't argue with you to say that. It's... Whose performance was better? Uh, Charlie's Throne? Oh, or... Charlie's Theron. Yeah. Really? You yeah, think? I think so. Because oh, it wow. was not her specific creation. She had to play someone else and step into the role of someone with uh, a real psychosis. And this role, he could almost invent for himself uh, and how he wanted it to be. And he did. And it's great. And I'm not taking anything away from it. I would just point to Charlie Theron a little bit more. 
it gets the edge for me. Yeah, this that's is fine. that's fair. This is apples and oranges though, because they're yeah. both great. It, there's there's yeah. times where uh, we're just going to have things that are close, at least in my opinion. Where I yeah, you'll you get no debate from me. Um, I think Monster I, like Granite Voices is probably not the best movie of the four, but, it but it's favorite. the one I enjoyed the most. And yeah. to me, that that like means more. Uh, and I would go back and watch the voices again. Right, and I, I I would agree with that. Um, I had never seen the voices before we watched it. Um, it it caught me out of left field as well, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so, um, it would be my pick as well for my my favorite of these movies, just simply because I hadn't seen it, and I was so thoroughly enjoyed by it. Um, so, so yeah, so that was our so that's so that's June. 2021 the serial killer uh theme in the books yeah i don't know maybe one day we'll return to that theme um (laughs) there's a lot of material out there for you so especially uh as true crime becomes a big thing we could (laughs) we could watch jeremy renner's turn as jeffrey dahmer oh lord that's a bad one um you know but there's plenty more where that came from but we're gonna we're gonna turn our sights on july and our theme for that month is comedic actors in serious roles. Yes. Now, the way, but peek behind the curtain, the way we do this, Mark and I take turns editing and we edit the movie that we chose. So, like, Mark picked American Psycho with a little help from me. Uh, so he's going to edit this episode. But at the same time, I want to say, hey, last month I went first. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, this no, month, I, and sure. uh, you'd have to edit next week, but it's not that big a deal. Yes, yeah, it's, it's alright. And then next, uh, you know, the the following month, I'll edit two in a row or whatever, you know. <laughs> now we also have our first five Thursday month. So what Ooh. we're gonna do? We're gonna draft two movies apiece, and then we're gonna take uh, remaining movies that we had on our short list, throw that in a randomizer, and uh, let the fates decide on what we're gonna watch for week five. Okay, so I'm I'm up first, right? You're up first. All right. Uh, it's a very it's a it's a very recent film. Um, I think you'll like it if you haven't seen it. Uh, I'll be surprised you haven't seen it because you're you're a basketball fan. Um, uh, it's Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler. Uh, I uh, knew this was coming up. <laughs> and this is not a basketball movie, is it? It's a drug it, yeah, movie. It is. It, well, no, it's um. It's a, I didn't know how, what classification you would put behind it. It involves a little bit of everything, but the central plot revolves around um, Adam Sandler's character betting on a basketball game. Okay. And and Kevin Garnett is one of the co-stars of the movie. Uh, Okay. Mentioning uh, Ray Allen for the second time. He was in that movie. Um, He got game. (laughs) It's... I have seen it. Um, I will. I will one hundred percent watch it again. Um, I think you will. You will get a lot out of it. And um, it, in my opinion, and just a, a peek behind the the curtain for for next month, um, I'm gonna rant and rave about Adam Sandler consistently being snubbed for um, meaningful awards when he does serious stuff. He's he's I, in my opinion, he's the best serious. Uh, com- Set best 
serious comedian out there. Okay. Well, one of the, the there's a movie on my short list that I was going to pick with his, which would be Spanglish, um, which I really liked, but um, I did not end up going with because I found two other movies I wanted to kind of, I wanted to pick some movies I haven't seen. Okay. Uh, so my serious actor is going to be Melissa McCarthy. Um, Ooh, okay. Who's famous. I, I, I know which one. I know which one. It, it, famous for being uh, a goofball and over the top. Uh, but in 2018, she started a movie called Can You Ever Forgive Me? I know very little about this movie other than that her performance is supposed to be quite good. So, uh, Mark, have you seen it? Yes. Uh, I will 100% watch it again. That's a very good movie. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to discussing not just the movie, but M- Melissa McCarthy with you because I think she's she's very there's there's a lot to talk about with that. Okay, all right, we'll we'll save it. Um, you alluded to not in not enjoying this movie before in this in this episode, but um, oh, my. No. <laughs> Oh, my no. uh, my second one is Insomnia. Oh, oh no! Was that who's that's Robin Williams, right? Ro- Robin Williams, Al Pacino. Uh, some eight-hour photo or one-hour photo. Duh. No. What? Okay. No, I haven't he, seen it in years. Maybe it's good, but it's a Christopher Nolan film. It's one of Christopher Nolan's. But let me films. tell you. Oh yeah, Christopher Nolan. He doesn't do anything bad. Never done anything wrong. No, wrong. Interstellar's a terrible movie, bro. Um, okay, well. Anyways. So, uh, I, uh, I'm a big Robin Williams fan, so I want to... I love I wanna, Robin Williams. Yeah, I want to discuss I want to discuss him as a as a villain, so... Is he a villain in this? Because he's a villain in One Hour Photo. Well, yeah, he's a psychotic villain in One Hour Photo. Yeah, I could have been on this month. Now, Mark, <laughs> that's going to make what I'm about to do a whole lot easier. Okay. Remember what you said to me what, last week or two weeks ago when we thought of this topic? Um, no, I, I don't, but I, I, oh, I, I figure I put my foot in my mouth. So You did. You said, Jeff, just don't pick any Steve Carell movies. And I said, well, I hadn't even thought of it. Well, you went and said it, and I'll teach you a lesson for bossing me around. <laughs> is so it Foxcatcher? It's Foxcatcher. Okay, good. Fox I haven't Catcher. seen it. I want to watch it. 2014. Uh, <laughs> it's based on a true story. So we got another true story. Uh, I love Steve Carell. Point blank, period. Uh, I could have gone with The Big Short. Uh, there's another movie. I guess it's more of a romantic comedy. Um, Dan in Real Life, which I really like. Um, oh, that but, was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's no, kind I, of I, more of a romantic comedy, but this is definitely a drama. Yes, uh, I haven't I haven't seen Foxcatcher. Um, it's got Channing it, Tatum, Mark it's Ruffalo. Got Ch- it's yep. stacked. Yeah, no, it it and it's and it's rave reviews. Uh, multiple people were nominated. Um, you know, probably Steve Carell's most ballyhooed, you know, performance. Um, but uh, no, that's a that's a good one because that was on my short list. So, okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to put Spanglish. Uh, what else is on your short list? Uh, Rain Over Me. Uh, that's an Adam Sandler one. Lord help us. Uh, Our Friend. 
That's a Jason Siegel movie. Well, I love Jason Siegel. Uh, what else? And, Go ahead. Oh, what I had? I had one more. Um, uh, no, I guess I didn't. No, because you you named you named two off my off my short list. So, have you seen Rain Over Me? I don't I even know what it is. Oh, that. Uh, I, all right. So, yeah, put that put that one in the in the randomizer or whatever you're doing. Um, our friend, which I haven't seen, but I've I've heard is good. Um, I'm gonna put Goodwill Hunting on here because uh, I've okay. never seen it. Um. And I know Have you seen Dead Poets Society? Nope. Uh, Dead Poets. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, and how about... the Translation. Could you, eh? How about um, 50-50? Oh, that's about cancer. Oh, Have you seen it? No. And I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, let's see what else we got here. There was... Uh, let's see. Eternal Sunshine, but I've already reviewed that on a podcast. I, I, I've seen that movie like four times. I do. I have no interest in watching it again. Oh, um, how about The Majestic? Uh. Oh, I've never seen that. How about, throw that one in there. Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey now. Yeah. There's one which, I don't really consider Jennifer Anderson. I guess she is a comedian, but I just consider her actress. She's awesome. Um, I think that's about it. Uncut gems we already got. Okay, so uh, in the randomizer, I'm going to share my screen with you on Discord if you're able to look at it here. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to click randomize. I'm going to do a test one just to show you what it'll look like. This is not legit. This one is okay. not firm, but it's going to rank them, and whatever would be on top is what we'll go with, okay? All right. All right, so for all the marbles here, we're going to randomize... So on week five, we will be watching The Majestic. Was that, was that, this one's for real? Or this was? This is for real. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I'm glad we're not watching 50-50. I don't want to see people die of cancer. <laughs> Even though he might live, I don't know. But let's face it, movies don't end happy. Especially the movies you like. <laughs> Sick freak. <laughs> So, so our, our our theme for the, for July is oh. comedians in uh, theme for July is comedians in serious role, and we will be watching for the fifth week in July, uh, the majestic starring Jim Carrey. So, um, we'll put out a uh, a trailer for July. No, um, meh. No, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll edit this part and drop it as its own little thing, but probably not. Yeah, I, I like just keeping it a little clean, but I'm up for sure. everything. Uh, uh, um, so, so next week we're watching Uncut Gems. It's probably like eight hours long. It's not. It's a... Uh, um, who are the people that directed that? There's two brothers. I forget their names. Is it the Russo's? No, it's the Sadifi brothers. Oh, let's not try to pronounce things, Mark. I think that's their name, actually. It is... The Safty <laughs> by uh, the Safty brothers, uh, Benny and Josh. I I I, lo- I love Adam Sandler in this movie, and I'm I'm excited for you to watch it and get your reaction to it. I think you'll have a a similar reaction that you as did. As long as this ain't boring. 
No, it's not. One hundred percent, it's not boring. I think I think you'll have a lot of the same uh, entertainment value that you got out of American Psycho with this one, even though yeah. they're two completely different movies. Um, they're held. The movie is completely different, if not for Christian Bale and Adam Sandler in this movie. Um, so I'm I'm excited to watch it and, and get your thoughts. But. Um, yeah, so uh, you can, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it uh, our Twitter handle is uh, Draft Movie <laughs> House. Oh, is it now? I, I believe so. God, I hope so. Um. <laughs> well, our Google <laughs> is DOS Movie Draft, so if you wanted to email us, it'd be uh, DOSMovieDraft at gmail.com. We're never going to fix it. We're never going to get emails or tweets. It's going to be real easy. To deal with our social media. <laughs> um, just go to the show notes and click the links. That's all I got. Uh, I mean, don't listen to us. Yeah. But um, uh, we, we also want to thank Causa for allowing yeah. us to use their music. Uh, uh, like Mark said, he's been taking the lead on uh, exposing some music acts. And uh, so next month we'll uh, go to another one. But we want to thank Causa for allowing us to use their music for the last uh, four weeks, five episodes, because uh, we did the bonus episodes. So appreciate yeah, one, that. 100%. If you have any uh, recommendations, hit us up. Um, we're, uh, we've, we've got some, some acts lined up for the next two months, but uh, Lord willing, um, you know, we'll be doing this podcast longer than that. So um, listen, man, I ain't a quitter except for the times when I quit. <laughs> You know, we ain't going to call nobody out, Elliot. Um, I but like I pre- 50% of the time. I like watching <laughs> movies. Oh, you know who else is in Uncut Gems? Idina Mazel. Ray Allen? Nope. Well, he might be, but... Josh Allen. <laughs> Idina Menzel. Everybody's favorite Disney princess. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. It's Frozen, the Frozen chick, Let It Go. Nope. Yes, Never seen Frozen. You're so ridiculous. I um, haven't. <laughs> I've been on the frozen ride at Disney, though. It's epic. I got chills when she goes, let it go. Let right? it go. Like, yeah. That, that's I've just never seen Menzo. the movie. I'm not familiar with the uh, performer. Maybe we do Disney movies one. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Sword in the Stone. That's a fa- I would just do Sword in the Stone and Jungle Book. I'm telling you right now. Those are my two favorites. <laughs> I mean, we could just do a, a Disney 50s and 60s theme. Um, no. Uh, so that's uh, this episode. Uh, we've already picked out a theme for August. We're not going to tell you what it is until sometime in July. Uh, because knowing us, we'll come up with something better. Yeah, it'll change. Yeah. But uh, well, we'll catch you next week when we uh, <laughs> we do Uncut Gems. We're going to watch Uncut Gems, which is also the code name for my uncircle. Never mind. Let's get out of here. Every time you blink, you're losing grip of time And whenever it slips, you're pressed again